Hello, everyone, and welcome to This Sweet Life of Home. I am your host, Chandra, where we talk about how to help working moms as well as stay-at-home moms to manage their home and to cultivate their faith in Christ. So if there's something that you would like to be interested in, please grab a cup of tea or coffee and let's get into the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this sweet life of home. I am yours truly, Cookie, and as always, as always, as always, I am so happy that you all came by. How has your week been going? Has it been pretty productive? Has it been laid back? Has it been busy because graduation season is coming and kids are getting ready to get out of school or homeschooling is wrapping up for you? How has it been going? For me, it's been pretty hectic. Um, We're in the process of having kids getting ready to come out of school for the summer. We're planning our trip to Cancun that I was telling everybody about for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary so we have had a productive month can you believe that the may that the month of may is about to end like that is wow the month of may is about to end and we're about to head into june you know but yeah it has been pretty pretty busy here in the brown household uh let me just get some housekeeping out the way like i always say if you're enjoying this podcast Please rate and comment and share this podcast. I would love to hear from you guys. I really would. And keep in mind, you can always visit me on my website at sweetlifeofhome.com. You can also visit me on Pinterest and Instagram and on Facebook. I have a Facebook page that is called This Sweet Life of Home or Sweet Life of Home um as well and i will have all of that information in the show notes but today <laughs> so let me go ahead and tell you i had did a recording about this topic on yesterday which was friday um and i did not like the way that it sounded because i wasn't myself i was pretty exhausted and you can hear the tiredness in my voice and i don't like putting out any podcast where I am not my normal happy perky self so I was just like I'm not gonna post it I'm gonna redo it back over which is fine because of the conversation um that I had with my husband on this particular topic so I was like you know what this would be a great idea to redo it over and give some feedback what he gave about this particular topic so is a topic that is trending about this young lady um, by the name of Ebony K. Williams. I think that's her name. Um, uh, she was asked by Ivana Vincent about would she date a bus driver, and she said, um, unless he owned the bus company. And y'all, this girl, <laughs> she has been literally dragged through the mud for making this statement and 
I was offended a little bit because my husband, he is a blue collar worker. And so I had gotten my feelings about it as well, just because of blue work, blue collar workers and essential workers, they're just making a living. If they choose not to become an entrepreneur and they like their job, then who are we to tell them, you know, that you're mediocre or you, you know, you're shortchanging yourself for um, not having an entrepreneur spirit or, you know, just have this quote unquote certain lifestyle. And I found it very, very interesting of a lot of the clapback that she was getting. But I also found it was very interesting that it came from a lot of men, especially a lot of men who um, listened to this gentleman who's deceased and gone by the name of Kevin Samuel about the things that he said about black women. One in particular that stand in my mind, what he said was that black women uh, was at the bottom of a, at the bottom of the pole of beauty standards that black women uh, would never be the beauty standards that they're at the bottom of the pole. And I really did not like that because to me, that's a racial divide that you're doing. And I just don't like racial divides like that. Um, women just beautiful, regardless of race, regardless of size or shape, women are beautiful. And so, you know, he said that and that just turned me off. And so when I saw a lot of men were offended by her, making that statement, I was very surprised because these are some of the same men that said that a woman, a black woman didn't meet certain standards of beauty. So it was very interesting. It was very, very interesting to me um, to see both sides of the conversation from men and women. And I actually had this conversation from my husband. Like I said, my husband is a blue collar worker. My husband's actually an electrician. Um, he's been an electrician now over 20 plus years. Um, my husband's been an electrician as long as I've been out of high school. <laughs> and that lets you know how long he's been an electrician. And one thing that my husband had said, which really surprised me, was he said, that is her choice. You know, if she want a man that meets the income that she has, he said, that's her choice. He said, you know, people have to understand that you can't get mad about people preferences. If that's what they want to do, that is their choice. Um, the only thing that we can do is just live life. Now, will she find a guy who will fulfill her in all other areas? We never know. And that's what I'm going to talk about. But he said, but that's the choice that she will have to deal with meeting a man that meet her at the same level of her financial stability. Which brought me to um, today's topic about love over finances. And it brought me to this topic because this is a topic that needs to be discussed, especially in modern day relationship and society. There's There's nothing true you know there's nothing that's not saying that it's very well known that a lot of women are making more money now than men a lot of women are business owners or they're filling in college or what have you a lot of women are financially stable i mean that's just that's just how it is um and unfortunate um a lot of men um 
will get the burnt end of a woman who is very financially stable because most women are very possessive of the things that they have gained. And if they feel as if that you're trying to live off of them, which is the stereotype that most men are getting, um, then they don't want to have any time with you, which is very, very, very sad. Because like I was saying, my parents has been married going on 50 years. And out of those years, my mom made more money than my dad. At one point in time in my parents' marriage, my dad had lost his job and my mom was the breadwinner in the household. And she would go to work and my dad would make sure dinner was done, that I had took a bath and was clean, clean and the house was clean. Like my dad did the wife duties at home, but their relationship and their communication was on point that my mom never, ever degraded my dad for not working because of that those boundaries and communication. Now, my dad didn't stay unemployed long because my dad is an old traditional man, um, which is lacking in a lot of our communities um, that, you know, a man's supposed to get up and work and provide for the family. No matter how much money that woman's make or my wife made, it's still my responsibility to work and make sure that I'm pro- providing something financially to the household and I think that's what we're missing in 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 today's society so let's go ahead and get into this topic about love over finances and I I wrote down some notes you know I like to write notes or what have you and the first thing that stands out to me is that a relationship when you are into relationship it should be based upon love support equality of your relationship um i myself am not the breadwinner in my family now let me let me tell you (laughs) um about my relationship with my husband and how it came about before um i got married um i was financially sound like i really didn't need a man to financially support me because I made enough to financially support myself. Um, And thus I would get guys who was not financially stable that would use me um, because they knew I was financially sound. But these guys, you know, part of my mind frame is what I wanted was somebody, you know, who was, you know, had money because they had money, but they know they could use me. Um, had money, you know, charismatic, you know, this date was popular. Like I had this long extensive list of what type of man that I wanted. And I got the man on my list that I wanted, but I was misused. I was abused. I was lied to. I was told I was too fat. I couldn't wear certain clothes. I couldn't look a certain way. I couldn't go certain places. Like, I was treated really bad by these men that was on my list. And when I met my husband, um, I was in the process of transitioning from my nine to five to start my own business, which means that, you know, my finances had to be reworked because I was getting ready to start my own business. But I was still financially stable that I could still take care of me and my daughter. Like I didn't need a man. I'm still financially stable to do that. 
So when I met my husband um, when I was in school, you know, I was just like, um, I really don't want to talk to you. I'm good. And you ain't on my list of what I'm looking for in, <laughs> in a man. Y'all, I, I was I was so naive. Even in my 30s, y'all, I was so naive. But anyway, so my husband had asked me two times about taking me out to dinner and I would turn him down. I would literally run and hide because I was just like, I just don't want to talk to you because you ain't on my list. And number two, I'm trying to get my business started and I don't need no man trying to get with me to use me for my money to get the up and up. That was just my mind frame. That was just my mind frame. And I'm being totally honest. That was my mind frame. So my best friend, I was telling her about him or what have you. And she said to me, why don't you give him a chance? And I was just like, say what? She was like, because the man that you're dating is not bringing you peace and happiness. So try something that's outside of your box. Y'all, let me tell you something. That was like a jerk to me. because I was just like, but this is what I'm used to. I'm not used to a man like him. I'm used to this type of man. But I took her advice and I let him take me out to dinner. And at first we went out to the our local um, fair that we had in our city. Um, and I had a blast, y'all. I had an absolute blast. And it was just like, I could be myself you know I didn't have to put up these airs like he made me feel comfortable to be in the skin that I was in and it was such a fresh of fresh breath air like it was just such a fresh of air and I was just like oh wow and from there here we are 10 years later and I think about you know a lot of these young women and some older women um who have this list of qualification that they want for a husband and and same thing with men they have this list of qualification that they want for a wife and both of them all of them are still single nobody's married you know everybody going from woman to woman a husband from man to man because they got this list and they're not meeting their needs that they need and from a biblical standpoint is that you know a marriage is not based upon your occupation. It was the girl named April Mason that I listened to who chimed in on there. And I will leave her link below to her webpage as well and her YouTube channel. But she stated, which is so profound, is that your relationship not should not be based upon what your occupation is. I'm going to say that again. Your relationship should not be based upon what your occupation is because your occupation doesn't make you. That's just part of you. And that's the difference. And a lot of time we as society, we take the materialistic of a relationship and say, this is what my relationship should be based upon and not take upon the simplicity of relationship that meets those other needs besides your financial status so let's let's just let's get into some scriptures here so let's go to um first corinthians 13 4 and 7 when it says love is patient love is kind and this is the new um 
translation version, by the way. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, and always preserves. And that's the thing. When you're in a relationship, especially when you're a woman who is an entrepreneur or you're making six figure and you're dating a traditional guy, you're going to have to remember that the most important thing in your relationship should not just be the financial, but it should be love, support, and equality. Love, as the scripture will always say, covers a multitude of sin. And love should be the core of our interactions and actions of one another in a relationship. The reason why is because when you have that foundation laid in your relationship, it it surpasses your professional differences or schedule because you and that other person are there on the base of love, base of love. And we, as a society, we base love on finances. And I'm going to tell you now, a person can be financially sound, but if they don't love you or respect you, that financial sound is nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's absolutely nothing. And that's what we're missing. You know, we, we in society, we have become so materialistic that we don't even see that those materialistic things are just temporary. How long do you think a woman's going to have a Coca-Cola shake? Or how long do you think a man is going to have a six pack? It's called life. And life is going to come and your body is going to change. So that's why you need the foundation of love so let's let's keep moving on um it's also important to realize that in a relationship god has made it that he wants relationship between a man and a woman is you know he 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 did that with adam and eve when he put adam to sleep and pulled eve out his rib to make a woman that was fashioned after him that has always been the basis of christ for a man and a woman to be together it's just as society has evolved that standard has been diluted with other things so within ecclesiastes um four nine through ten it says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor if either of them falls down one can help the other one up but the pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up which is very sad a lot of times you know you know we we have girlfriends or we have guy friends that we bent and talked to but if they got their own issues relationships or with somebody else you know that's only so far they can go with you you know what i'm saying and when you have a you know a significant other you know you could that's somebody who you can lean on especially during hard times you know like when my mom got sick and she had to had open heart surgery my husband was right there with me you know what i'm saying when his mom got sick i was right there for him that's that's that support mechanism 
that you have. And a lot of times, you know, we we stifle our own self because we're looking at he got to have this type of financial status that we're missing out on the beauty of having someone who can be there emotionally and mentally for you that we miss out on that because that those list of things that we have that somebody have to have and what we have to understand that when you're in a relationship or you were seeking a relationship with someone who works a nine to five or an essential worker or a blue collar worker is that the the dynamic in any relationship is communication and understanding the essential let me say that again when you're in a relationship and this is with any relationship if you're not an entrepreneur but any relationship, for it to be effective, you're going to have to have good communication and understand the essential. And what I mean is that this is the time that you will have to really discuss your expectations, your goals, and the challenges that you may have when working different schedule from your nine to five significant other um but you're gonna have to understand that you're gonna have to be understanding and compromise on things that your nine to five significant other or your entrepreneur or six-figure significant other is not going to be able to meet and and let me let me give a prime example so my husband and i both um we work full-time and we have side hustles at the same time, like I said, my husband is an electrician. And so there are some, some days my husband get off from work and he go do to go to his side job. And some days he's not coming home until about seven or eight o'clock. And I have come to understand this is something that he wants to do. This is something that he likes doing. And so I'm understanding of that. Now, let me, let me put this in. There's going to be some women that's going to be like, well, you know, if he's going to work a nine to five, then why he doing the side hustle? Because he liked doing side work. That's his thing. He's always done it. He was doing that before I got married to him. So I'm not going to sit up here and say, well, since we married now, you can't do it. That's not fair to him. And I think that's the problem. We, we've become so selfish. <laughs> Woo, we have become so selfish that, you know, we, want, we got this whole list of things that what this person needs to meet for us. But what are we meeting for them? That's, let's just be honest. And so you have to have that, you know, communication and understanding of the essentials of your relationship. And, you know, I will have communicated with him when he has worked too hard. He said, I, I fuss, but, you know, we're getting older. And so I always tell him, like, look, you need to slow down a little bit because we're not in our 30s and 20s. <laughs> so you need to slow down. He listen. It's not that, you know, I'm just telling him you can't work. I'm just saying you need to slow down. And the thing is, you know, when you're dating somebody who's an entrepreneur, you know, their schedule is all over the place. They have a flexible schedule, but it's still all over the place and you you know you want this type of man you're going to have to understand that you know there's going to be days that you're not going to have a whole lot of date nights 
or there's going to be some days that you may not be able to bring him around the family that often or there's going to be days that when you have couple day he may not be able to come because he's an entrepreneur and he's going to get his money first i'm just saying so you have to be careful what you pray for and not saying that he should not spend all of his time consuming his business because if someone loves you they're going to make the time to spend with you they're not going to be caught up in their business all the time but you will have to understand that there's going to be some things that he's not going to be able to attend and you're going to have to be okay with that Um, i'm just putting that out there because you know a lot of women want this dreamy guy that they have in their head and fail to realize that there are some flaws with this dreamy guy that you have to think can you really handle so just 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 think about that now keep in mind that what you're gonna have to understand that when you're dating somebody who's a nine to five person and you're the woman who has the most money is that you're going to have to look at the strength and the talents and the responsibility that that person can bring to the table. Um, Cause with Proverbs 31, 10 and 31, it gives an example of an entrepreneur and hardworking woman um, it highlights her, her ability to manage her household and engage in business ventures um, and her entrepreneurial spirit while acknowledging how she's able to balance and meet the well-being of her family and her relationship. So <laughs> I'm going to say, um, and this can go with a man and a woman, if you want something to work, you will make it work. If you feel like this is the right person, this is the person that you want for your life, this is the person that you feel is the one, you will make it work. All the time I hear women say, well, I'm an entrepreneur and I need a man an entrepreneur because if I date a guy who works a nine to five, he won't understand my schedule. How do you know? Have you had that conversation? Have you talked to him about it? How do how how really do you know? And it's unfortunate that a lot of women have this mind frame. Well, if he's not where I'm at on my level, then it won't work. Let me give you a couple of things about that. I have friends who are HR personnel. Um, I have friends um, that are accountants. I have friends that are counselors. I have friends that own their own businesses. And they have dated professional men that makes the same amount of income. And they've dated men that are nine to five. And their most comfortable state to me has always been with a man that works a nine to five. And I'm going to tell you why. With a nine to five man, they know that you got business and they're going to give you your space to handle your business. And with a nine to five man, they're always steady. You don't have to worry about, you know, where they're at, when they come home, how long they're going to be out. You know their hours, what they're doing, when they're settled. Let me say that, when they're settled. And 
for a entrepreneur woman or six figure woman to short change herself to uh, to broaden her spectrum of dating to this one small group of men you are missing out on maybe the best thing that ever happened to you now let me throw a monkey wrench in here men have to understand that you shouldn't sit up here and put your list that she has to be a size eight or nine from now to death because life happens your body changes i'm gonna say that again so you're not gonna have this wife who's gonna have this this teenage body at the age of 44. no life happens now would she be told yes but is she gonna have that same teenage body no so (laughs) and that's the thing so i just want to say you know you have to be able to recognize each other's strength when you're in a relationship like that because you know if you're looking at the weakness of somebody because oh he working nine to five then the relationship is already doomed and that's just it the relationship is just (laughs) it's already doomed and i know a lot of people like why would you say that because you're looking at his look at his his nine to five nine to five as a flaw and not looking at the nine to five as a blessing so um you know i'm putting that out there i'm putting that out there another thing you know i want to say is that you have to know that when you're in a relationship especially when you're a christian in a christian relationship um oftentimes you know a woman is seeking for a husband who who can provide her provide for her financially and when i say provide for her financially to help pay something that's the main thing with most women in in modern day time um is to help pay something but also meet the emotional and mental and spiritual because when you're a christian woman you know you want a husband that's equally yoked with you um you don't want to date a man that is not equally yoked because child that's hard (laughs) that is so hard so that's something that that's a quality that you should be looking for in a husband not how much he makes but those other central qualities because let me let me tell you something that somebody has always said that stands out to me right now even in my 40s is that seek god for your needs because he's gonna all he's gonna supply your needs and your wants at the same time See God for your needs, because when he apply your needs, he's going to apply your wants at the same time. And basically what she said is you're going to get your needs first and the wants that you thought you needed won't be that important. And that's the thing. When you're seeking a relationship, seek out what you need in that relationship. Because let me tell you, if you're going into a relationship, one, a man who can support provide for you financially because you think well that's going to be my 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 way of escape of you know being responsible for things or this is going to be my full circle 
by getting married, let me go ahead and tell you, you're going to be highly disappointed. Let me let me set some other ground rules here. Before you seek out a man and talk about, you know, he can't be this, this, and this, and this, make sure that you're comfortable with being single. Uptime. <laughs> I had a friend who looked like this. They were they were tired of being lonely and they got married because they were tired of being lonely and it was the worst decision you have to make sure that you are comfortable being single before you make out these lists of demands because let me tell you how the enemy work and y'all i know this is going to be a long podcast so let me go ahead and apologize to you now but i got to get this out the enemy knows of your loneliness and he's gonna put little things in front of you to make you feel bad about being lonely and like I said it's nothing wrong having a list but don't have it so high that you can't even reach this list but don't have it so low that you don't got yourself a booger bear in the bed with you that you don't said I do too Mm-mm. be comfortable in your singleness because when you're comfortable in your singleness then you can have a clear understanding what your needs are in your relationship or what you need in your relationship but you got to be comfortable in your singleness and a lot of times women say certain things and men say certain things because I feel that they're not comfortable in their singleness and so they're looking for that other person to give them that comfort or to meet that need in them instead of them seeking Christ to meet that need first. So the first thing is be comfortable in your singleness. And secondly, be comfortable in who you are and who you are. Because if you're looking for validation from that spouse or that significant other, you're going to be disappointed. I'm just telling you what I know you're going to be disappointed. Let me give you a prime example because I always say I can only talk about who? Me? (laughs) Because I live in this body 24-7. I could buy a new outfit and I'm thinking, oh, this outfit is banging. You know, like, oh, girl, you looking good in this outfit. And I can come out and show my husband and I'll be thinking he's going to compliment me like, oh, that's nice on you, baby. You look fine. And he don't say a god darn word. <laughs> and I'm just like, really? Nothing? Zilch? Zero? Nada? So, <laughs> and that's the thing. In a relationship, you got to be able to be comfortable and confident in yourself. Because when you think you're going to get that validation from your significant other, that they may not give it to you. Then what? Then what you got to do? And that's the thing. Before you, you know, got this whole list, he can't be this and he got to look like that or she can't do this and she got to be like that. Make sure that your household is cleaned up first. And don't think because of why I'm financially sound, it's more to you than finances, boo. It's more to you. If you have a bad attitude or if some women now they don't like being submissive to their husband, Ooh, honey, you're going to have some problems. 
And no woman like to hear the word submissive because what most women don't want to be, they don't want to be looked at as if they're weak. And that's why a lot of women are single because mm-mm, I can't be submissive because I'm a strong woman. What strong woman you know is happily married? Now, my mom is a strong woman, but my mom was also submissive to my dad. My mom never let my dad feel bad about him not making more than her. She actually made him feel like a king because at the end of the day, that's her husband. And she respected him in the role that he played in the household as a husband. He was still the leader of the home. As Christ is the head of the church, my my father was the head of the household because Christ was head of him. And that's the problem. We have all these lists, but we ain't got no foundation. So, I'm just saying, you know, what Miss Ebony King said, you know, I mean, not Ebony King, Lord, what Miss Ebony Williams said, y'all, it has opened up a Pandora box. And it has opened my eyes, literally opened my eyes on how men and women think about each other. It literally have. And this is something that I'm glad was open because it let us know where the wounds are with us in society in a relationship and how we need to heal from it. All right, y'all, I've I've kept y'all longer because I could talk on and on about this, but I'm going to go ahead and let you all go. But as always, thank you so much for stopping by and listening. I hope you all have a great and always a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for stopping by to this sweet life of home. I'm hoping that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review this episode and share. If you do share this episode, tag me so I can go ahead and give you a shout out. Keep in mind that you can always visit me on my website at thissweetlifeofhome.com and on my Instagram account at Chandra L. Brown. Until then, y'all, I hope y'all have a great and lovely day.